We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report. Week 12, uh, Hassan, how's it going? We might as well just get into how, how this week is. But, you know, I've been, I've been asking this question with like a, an air of, uh, I don't know, depression, dejection, sadness. Week 12, any better for you? Uh, I think I'm broke. <laughs> any of our listeners want to lend me a few hundred thousand dollars, that'd be great. And a couch um, to sleep on. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for the 100K because I, I, I might need uh, – I'm so far so broke that I, that might not even make a dent in it. Um, no, um, it's been – I mean, it's just somehow mathematically I'm losing every game. I, 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 I know I come on here a lot and say that, but this time, folks, it's, it's actually sadly true. Um, just suffering a bad string of luck here, I think. Uh, no, hang on, hang on. I'm winning. I'm winning some games. This is amazing. All right, um, but let's actually talk about uh, the listeners aren't here to talk about us wailing more about about being poor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, the Chicago Bears and New York Jets. Realistically, there's not. I got nothing on the Chicago Bears side except for Trevor Simeon. I mean, Justin Fields, it bears the right thing. But um, they say Zach, Zach Wilson's dust. Um, Mike White is now officially the captain uh, <laughs> on the ship. He completed 22 of his 28 pass, uh, pass attempts for 315 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Garrett Wilson, as usual, the guy who we've been doubting a lot, he, he popped, uh, caught five of his eight targets for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Um but it was nice to see Elijah Moore come alive. Got two of his two targets for 64 yards in the score. So Blair, is this it? Can we like start Elijah Moore with confidence and Wilson? Um, if you were to redraft this rookie class, where does he wind up for you? Yeah, I mean, in terms of Moore, I think um, he's still kind of a, a tough start, even though he did get the touchdown today because he only had two targets. So. You want to see them use him more consistently. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is the Jets play uh, Buffalo and Minnesota in their next two weeks on the road. Those could be tough games. It would be good to see Mike White, uh, you know, 
how he plays in those games before we get too excited about <laughs> about this offense. Although obviously they look really good today. I mean, in terms of Garrett Wilson, I think you've got to have him as your wide receiver one of this class because um, maybe pl- overall, you know, number one player. I mean, Brees Hall was great before he got hurt. That's really unfortunate. But yeah. uh, but I mean, London didn't do anything today. Traylon Burks did recover a fumble for a touchdown today, but they've both been very disappointing on the season. So, and Wilson just looks amazing. So, yeah, I, I have no problem saying he would be yeah. receiver one in that class. Yeah, we we talked about it not too long ago. I, I was I I was on team definitely on team. But, um, it's it's really I mean, like really. I can't hear what you're saying. You're kind of breaking up, but uh... oh, sorry about that. Is uh, must be having internet connectivity issues here. Um, I was just saying that London gets it done. Um, no, not London. Garrett Wilson. He's been getting it done with everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, like literally everybody. He's been. Um, and I think that that's actually been one of the bigger the the bigger news this this season is that it doesn't matter. Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White, like Wilson's out there. Garrett Wilson, I should say, is out there just putting up numbers, and um. He's kind of relegated Elijah Moore to the one B in this offense, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, one B at best. I mean, who, you know, nobody else really got a ton of targets in this game. They were pretty spread out. You have Zonovan Knight and Conklin each with three. CJ Uzoma with three. Uh, Corey Davis had three. But other than that, like Wilson, Wilson's eight were like easily the most on this team. So if you end up in a game like against Buffalo where the uh, opposing offense is putting up more points, even against Minnesota next week, you could see Mike White possibly attempting, you know, closer to 40 passes. And then you're looking at at least 12 targets for Wilson. So um, yeah, it's pretty exciting what, what, uh, what he could do down the stretch with Mike White. All right, Hassan, you look frozen. Um, We can talk a little bit about Chicago if you want to. Um, whoops, <laughs> get rid of that. Hopefully Hassan comes back in the meantime, we can talk Chicago. I mean, obviously this is a, you know, a tough offense to evaluate with, uh, without Justin Fields, but we would expect hopefully Chase Claypool to pick it up. Cole Komet, obviously we want to see, uh, want to see more before we say these guys aren't gonna, aren't gonna be stars or aren't going to do anything in this offense. I mean, obviously they're not going to be stars, but um, yeah, Trevor Simeon, hopefully he won't be the quarterback there for too much longer. Uh, I mean, the other guy we definitely need to talk about, especially now is Josh Jacobs, who's putting up a huge game. Uh, This game is still going on Raiders at Seahawks. He has one touchdown on the ground, 74 receiving yards, 120 rushing yards. Um, He's someone Hassan and I were talking off air. We missed a lot of the, a lot of the guys who are uh, playing well this season. That's one reason that so many of our teams aren't doing well. And I think Jacobs is kind of the perfect epitome of that. Oh, here we go. There he is. I don't know what happened, man. It's just uh, for some reason everything like my internet just died for a second. That's all right. Hopefully it's okay now. Um, it's okay. I was just talking uh, a little bit about. 
Josh Jacobs since he all of a sudden has become like the top scoring player of the week. Uh, yeah. Still going on. He's a, you know, one of the guys who really, as we're talking at the beginning of the show, our teams are not looking bad. And in large part, it's because we don't have exposure to guys like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. It's, um, it's just like we've, we've, we've discussed this at like, like uh, a couple of times, but I think, one of the mistakes we made was just simply not sucking it up <laughs> and drafting him a, an egregious amount in August. His price was definitely amenable. He honestly opened up a lot more hardcore zero RB bills than any of us are really willing to willing to um, admit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I I feel genuinely sick that I don't have more of this mediocre player right <laughs> like like if you think if you think back to it there were a lot of issues i think the biggest red flag for everyone was the fact that the raiders declined his fifth year option right yeah like 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 that's the raiders saying we made a mistake we spent a first round we spent a first rounder on you we don't think you're worth the pick <laughs> um like Okay, all this is fair. Yeah. Um, and then they come out in that Hall of Fame game, and then it sort of like um, backs up every negative connotation or every negative Josh Jacobs story, right? But that's when we should have been zigging when everybody else was zagging, right? Because like that's when the industry eventually was like, oh, he's a bad pick. And then everybody let him go. And that's when we should have been in on him. Um, because he was just going so so late, just stupid late. Okay, so first of all, Josh Daniels or McDaniels, whatever is that. I don't want to know his name because he should never be a coach again. But um, right, so so I mean, like the fact that Josh Jacobs has six targets and he caught all six of them for seventy-four yards, and now he's got twenty-eight carries and one hundred and twenty of, and he rushed for one hundred and twenty yards and a score. Like it's a little ridiculous that um, you know, or even on his face to have assumed that we should have been taking shots on guys like Amir and stuff. And we should have just sucked it up and taken Jacobs in the, in the eighth. Like, I think, I think, I think the lesson there, honestly, for all of us is, and uh, is to one, well, is to go with your gut there and two, like to like Dak against in, in like true industry narrative, right? Like, like when you can get like a hypothetical presumed workhorse in the night, in the eighth round, I mean, that's kind of how Sean uh, locked in on Melgo like all those years ago, that's kind of like you don't necessarily need an injury to these guys. You know, that's why he was up on on Devonta Freeman. Like there are all these type of guys who emerge. Like that's why he was in on Chris Carson when like, Rashad Penny was drafted. Like um, it's it's so cost dependent, right? That um, that we really shouldn't necessarily be chasing guys early uh, when the I mean, the obvious answer is right there. Sometimes, yeah. how do you feel? Yeah, I think that's right. I think Jacob's price, a lot of the offseason was was pretty unpalatable to me. Like he's someone I'm not excited about drafting anyway, but I was especially not excited about drafting him as early as he was going, even though there wasn't a lot of competition there. I mean, obviously, you know, they don't pick up his fifth year option. They draft a running back. They bring in Abdullah, who looks pretty good in the preseason. Or did he play in the preseason? I can't even remember. He, no, but he's really be, he's been playing all the passing downs yeah. anyway. Like that's like, like 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 when they put Abdullah in there, you just know it's going to be a pass. Yeah, it's like so pathetically choreographed. 
that um just the way it goes yeah that's true and it's a lot like the situation we have or we used to have in tampa bay where you know fournette wasn't the best pass catcher probably not even the best rusher but he was on the field a lot because you don't tip your hand and jacobs you know probably not the best pass catcher on his team um but oh but he was just gonna get fed by mcdaniels man like that's just what he does so yeah, anyway, it's unfortunate that I mean you're always gonna kind of miss on these guys. Like I missed on Fournette the year he blew up too. And I don't necessarily feel like I made a mistake, like that was bad process. I think sometimes uh sometimes Yeah, but I mean look at like but like look at Fournette this year, right? Yeah. Like like from a pure like if you want to start talking about process, right? Like everyone who ran it like who was in on Fournette last year ran it back with Fournette this year. How did that work out for them? Right? Because because <laughs> Because today Rashad White was 14 for 64 on the ground, no no touchdowns, but then got nine of his nine targets for 45 yards, right? Yeah. Like, like, like Leonard Fournette was out, and he's probably not really going to be 100% for the rest of the season anyway. And again, it like that's also very contingent on a lot of other factors. And he was so even that good when he was playing this year. Like he had been a disappointment yeah. for people who drafted him in the third round. Yeah, and that's just the way it's gonna go, right? And I mean, like it's the same. The same goes for like we were talking about this a little bit with with, with Eckler, and 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 last week we were talking. I was like, oh, expect like a fifty percent cut like to his target, and he ended up with two targets, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Today he's got fifteen. Better. Uh, better. Um, oh, the Chargers actually steal one. They go for it. Um, that game. Is that game? It's over. Oh, yeah. All right. They win 25 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, this is nuts. It's <laughs> uh, a disaster. Um, I mean, this kind of. You know, if you had any worries about Eckler's workload after last week when he got two targets, is this, you know, this just kind of yeah. shows you it's. I mean, I mean, you were you were never benching him, yeah, but right for sure. Um, I think fifteen targets probably isn't going to happen. But what do you make of, what do you make of DeAndre Carter getting ten targets and kind of leading the wide receivers? Do you think that's legit? Yeah. Um, I think these like auxiliary guys are pretty legit. Like, there's no way to know how much they can really trust Keenan, right? Right. And last week it was Joshua Palmer going off. This week it's DeAndre Carter going off. You, Mike Williams remains sidelined. You think Carter will stay involved when Williams is back? Probably. I mean, I think at this point, like that's the thing is like he's pretty good. You can't just put the lid back on. Right. Um, you know, like these guys are all fairly good. Right. Right. I mean, uh, 47 pass attempts for Herbert is obviously yeah. a little bit higher than what you uh, would expect, but they do get some some games that could could be pretty big. Miami in Week 14 could be a, could be a shootout. So uh, some interesting interesting games coming up on their schedule. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, again with 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 with, the, with Herbert, like it's good when he's forced to throw a little bit, especially when he has the weapons. You know, I mean. A lot of people have been up in arms on social media about him. Very galvanizing quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I apologize to everyone uh, for yawning on air. Um, <laughs> it, it's just for that kind of a day. Just um, he's here. 
I'm sorry. Just be happy you're you're actually on the air. It was a nightmare. The five minutes I'm trying to run this. Show. Yeah, the five minutes are. Yeah. Not, not even. It felt like five minutes. It was five seconds. Yeah, no, I was gone for a while. Like, I was like, <laughs> "What the heck is going on?" Um, I mean, on the trail. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna just bring up some stats on the other side. Marquise yeah. Brown came in, uh, came back from injury, and led the team in targets. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had only six. Brown had eight. Um, how do you see that kind of target split playing out? Um, but what's actually really interesting to me is the fact that like he got that much work, right? Like uh, Cliff was basically out there saying he's going to be on a on a pitch count like thirty snaps max. Mm. I think he played all but thirty snaps, maybe. Like I think I think he played the whole game, um, and and that's like. Crazy for a guy coming off foot injury. It's good to see that he was able to make some plays, get a bu- draw a bunch of targets. Yeah, um, it's good to. It's, it's funny to see that this offense, not that it's like you know pretty much full strength, is still <laughs> managing to find ways to lose. Um, today they were without two of their best players, probably their absolute best player in Greg Dortch, and then second best player in Rondale Moore. So, yeah, that's true. They're not fully. That's true. That's true. They're not a hundred percent. That's right. They're missing key pieces of the receiving core. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we love to hate on the Cardinals. And when you have Kyler Murray only attempting 29 passes yeah. in a loss in a game that was close throughout, um, obviously, you know, I think there was some question about his health, whether he was fully healthy. But, uh, but still. The way it goes sometimes, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Eckler didn't, man, he had a terrible rushing day. I mean, they all did, but um, it's good to see Eckler continue to get those like that, get that receiving game usage. 15 targets is ludicrous, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, crazy. I mean, what's probably the craziest thing is that it's like the third or fourth time he's had like at least 12 targets this season. So it's ludicrous, but it's also kind of becoming commonplace for him. Yeah. Like he's like he's just one of those things where he's just going to keep getting that kind of usage. It's crazy. Um, in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. It was, it's... I mean, from a from a football perspective, it's kind of been a little bit dead, right? Like, yeah. Um, I, one one team you had been kind of complaining about on Twitter and on yeah. off air is the Broncos, 
Um, yeah. I think you can, can you trust yeah, they really... any of these guys on their team? Like if you, you probably have to start Dulcich if he's your tight end, but other. Oh, I mean, no, I mean, Sutton was such a trap, man. Yeah. He's been so bad. Um, I, I don't know how Kendall Hinton gets the most <laughs> targets on the team, but I don't know what I, the fact that Hackett still has a job is nuts. Um, I mean, I think I think we're beyond. This is just like a blip for Ross Wilson, though. Yeah. Um. Like, like I think this is fairly pretty much sustained. Uh, downward spiral. He really hasn't been a good pick for quite some time, though. Like for the last few years, his return like an average or below average win rate. Um, for quite some time. Uh, and the Broncos are a bad team. I mean, yeah. I think I think the, like I regret genuinely regret not playing. Um, this was a bit of a bummer that Michael Carter got hurt again second week in a row. Um, I regret not playing Latavius Murray because he clearly is their workhorse for whatever that's worth. Um, 10.8. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not pretty, right? But it's just crazy to me that they lost to this awful Panthers team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Panthers didn't look terrible today. You had DJ Moore kind of finally putting up a, a decent game, even though it was only on six targets. Yeah, uh, I mean, Foreman again rushing pretty well, 113 yards on the ground. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess playing against Denver probably helps a lot. Yeah, but the weird thing is that the Denver defense is actually pretty good. Mm. Um, so what's going on? Yeah, I mean, you only had Sam Darnold having to throw 19 passes this game, which is probably going to be a recipe for success for Carolina. Like, if he's asked to do a lot more, that could be, you know, that could easily turn disastrous. But, um, yeah, I mean, the kind of efficiency that we saw from Carolina today is definitely definitely unusual. Yeah, and they're getting it done on the ground, really. I mean, I mean, they, they gave Foreman 24 carries, Juba Hubbard 17 carries, right? Yeah. And these guys both did pre- pretty well with their workload. Yeah. Um, they didn't really have to take to the air very much. Really hiding Sam Darnold was a pretty good play. And the Broncos really looked bad for a very, very, very large stretch of this game. Yeah. Uh, like, like Russell Wilson has hit a absolute nadir here in, in Denver. Yeah, I mean Wilson. Obviously, you can't start. Uh, and I- no, I've seen. I, I've been seeing people like drop him everywhere. He's been dropped left, right, and center. Yeah, right. You can't start him. You can't hold him in one QB leagues. Um, he's. I like. Do you see him being drafted in redraft leagues next year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just wonder. I walk. I think he's going to be a tenth round pick again, dude. That's- I don't. I wouldn't think to do, do much on it. Um, I can't. I mean, you know, when I'm trying to think of fair value, I'm like, like obviously he's Russell Wilson, but um, maybe he. I mean, he's not. He has. He's not Russell Wilson, Wilson for. Yeah, his, certainly this year and maybe even the year before. So I mean, his name is Russell Wilson. I can. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. It would be hard to click his name before like the 16th round. Yeah, I mean, and depending on how you structure your team, you wouldn't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Even in the sixteenth round, like you could get, you could get Tua in the sixteenth round this year, and you'd rather have yeah the young guy who might be a bust but might actually turn into Tua, <laughs> than Russell Wilson who you know is on the decline, 
hasn't had a good game really the entire season. He hasn't thrown two touchdowns. He did it once. He did it in week four. He threw two touchdowns every other game. He's one or zero. Yeah, have you been following this Russell Wilson touchdowns versus toilet saga? No. What's that? It's well, it's like it's like does does Russell Wilson have uh, really throw more touchdowns in the season, or does his house have more toilets <laughs> in the season? And, and so far, so far, he's got more. So far, there he has thrown for fewer touchdowns this year than he has toilets. Wow. Okay, so he's got a pretty nice house then, I guess. But oh yeah, no, he's got a phenomenal house. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. What's how many touchdowns does he have on the season? Nine. He has seven. He has seven touchdowns on the season. Seven. I think he has a. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Crazy. Hang on, Russell Wilson toilets. I need to pick this up. Eight. He threw one today, so eight. Um, he has twelve bathrooms. Twelve bathrooms, only eight touchdowns. Sad. I mean, I don't feel too bad for him with twelve bathrooms, but. Yeah, I mean, he's got that many I bathrooms. Feel, I feel bad for Cortland Sutton, and I feel bad for. I feel bad. For, I I feel like you know who I feel bad. For? I feel bad for Jerry Judy, right? Like he gets, he's been stiffed. He's been the one who's actually been producing with this version of Russell Wilson, um, and then everyone keeps like flocking back to Portland Sutton, right? Yeah. Like 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 what does a guy have to do <laughs> to get some respect around here? I don't know. Get a different quarterback. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that's even going to be possible. <laughs> Yeah, Judy's been Judy's been all right. He's uh he's had some some duds obviously, but Sutton also has and Sutton hasn't even had a 20 point game yet this season. No, he hasn't. Um that's like the thing, right? Like the way all these guys are being drafted was so early that they're definitely losing you your league as opposed to winning it for you. Yeah. Uh, like like all you need is for like has stopped drafting wide receivers too early or have been far too cocky with the feeling of, Oh, I've got this short thing. Now what happens next? And I can see you taking on far too much risk and your, and your team is destroyed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although, I mean, even like if I was drafting a zero RB team this year in the fifth round, I'm taking Jerry Judy sixth round. I'm looking at, you know, maybe it's a little early for, london but i'm considering him there Um, yeah so like all these guys even if you're trying to get really deep at wide receiver you're taking a lot of guys who have not necessarily panned out this year yeah and and that's to be expected i mean they're not that many but that's the thing right like every year we think it's unique and different but it's not right because we do end up with a lot of bad a lot of a lot of bad picks it's just a matter of how you put them together that's true i mean that's really the nfl right (laughs) <laughs> or, 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 well, really, that's kind of uh, like that's kind of fantasy football. You like you're going up against people who, um, like you're really trying to avoid guys who have those 25, 35, you know, weeks, um, those games, right? Like, for, I, I'll give you a good example. Like, I'm actually going to lose my matchup this week in, in the league. Um, it was not, it's not going to really hurt me much, mm. but it might. But, um, I have Ken Walker and J- James Connor. Yeah. I didn't get much out of Waddle. Got nothing out of Brown. My opponent had Garrett Wilson and T. Higgins. Yeah. Right. And, and Justin Herbert. And that's about all he needed. Like that's kind of the firepower he needed. You don't need. You don't need to get a lot right. Um, yeah. And speaking of T. Higgins, uh, seven of his got seven of his nine targets for 114 yards in the score. What do you take? What is your take on that? Right. Like, 
then what do you think happens when Jamar Chase comes back? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I don't think I think it's possible for Higgins to keep this up even with Jamar Chase on the field. We kind of mm-hmm. this year, I think Chase never really was able to get it going very in a big way before his injury. Um, apart from well, I guess the last two games before he got hurt, he was doing really well actually. Um, but yeah, it's definitely possible for those two to coexist and to put up big scores. You just need the Bengals to kind of commit more to the passing game than they have been uh, up until up until recently. Um, so hopefully this trend. Well, I mean, they're still they're still not very. I mean, they're still they're still trying to run the passing game to the running back. So like, yeah, you might have, like he had seven targets today, man. That's true. Yeah, I mean, P. Ryan with seven targets, Hayden Hurst with nine targets. You expect when Chase comes back that they those two are the guys who are going to lose a lot of targets, and Higgins will hopefully, I mean, he should keep most of his. Um, you, know, you, you but you, you think, man, but like Zach Taylor is like is like an exercise in futility. Yeah. Um, by the way, I see you're wearing a Ravens shirt. Do you want to talk about that game at all? Ugh, no. <laughs> oh, but we should because it was fine. I mean, well, realistically, this yeah, is like the Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we should. This is the Trevor game. Lawrence. Yeah, like this is the Trevor Lawrence we were promised, right? I mean, I mean, I think all of our lives would be a lot better if like Mark Andrews was just catching wide open passes in the in right. The- <laughs> right. Um, but there, but there, there were some injury news and notes that I had from this game. Yeah, like ETN went out very, very early. He did, um, and. He was never ruled out, as I recall, but he never came. He was cutting and stuff on the sideline. Yeah, it looked like he might have come back in, but you know, Hasty was playing pretty well. He scored a touchdown. He was uh, catching passes. Agnew caught a touchdown pass. I think that probably they decided they would just see what they could get out of these two guys and not risk it with ETN. But so, I mean, from what I can tell, it sounds like his injury is not too serious. So hopefully he'll be good to go. We didn't see Daryl Henderson in this one, but he obviously kind of throws a wrench in in things there. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think they're gonna. I mean, they were very quick to grab Hendo mm-hmm. off waivers, mm-hmm. so uh, I'd be excited to see them decide to, to unleash him. Um, Christian Kirk uh, saw caught four of his nine targets for forty six yards, uh, which is you know. It's surprising to not see them use him a lot more, but um, Zay Jones was cooking, man. Caught 11 of his 14 targets for 145 yards. What's your take there? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the stat line that Zay Jones was putting up every week at East Carolina. So this is uh, not maybe not a surprise if you if you at all remember him from college, but um, it's, uh, he obviously hasn't really been able to do this in the NFL yet. Um you know, this is a team that is kind of lacking wide receiver weapons, so they're going to need guys like Jones to step up every now and then. And um, it's definitely encouraging to see Lawrence put up this stat line, 321 passing yards and three touchdowns when he's throwing to guys like Zay Jones and and uh, Jamal Agnew and Jamichael Hasty and stuff. Yeah, he definitely looked like this was the first time that I didn't really look like the guy that was promised you know what i mean yeah yeah which sounds which sounds a little ludicrous to say <laughs> but but it's true it's just, you know like first time in his career he's had over 300 yards and three touchdowns mm-hmm. yeah it could be i mean you know 
so hard to tell because his rookie season obviously was terrible. This season, he's looked a lot better, um, but still not great until today, really. And I think a large part of the problem is just that his team is not very good. Um, no, but going to be fairly promising, um, I think. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk is a lot different. And Jay Jones as your wide receiver three is very different than what you've got, right? Yeah. Um, Chris Genova says, what's happening, guys? What's going on, Chris? Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the on the Ravens side, obviously, there were a lot of missed connections, a lot of drops here that contributed to this. But um, I think still some some interesting things to take away, like Josh Oliver with six targets and a touchdown. Probably not going to be a thing going forward. Um, yeah, that that's like the tough one, you know. Um, Joshua McKitty is also in here, match up guys. Uh, Chris asked a good question. Got Hurts, Jones, and Campbell in my lineup. Projected to win by two right now. Do you think I should keep Paris in or out or put in Christian Watson? Um, so I kind of think the way that I see that is you're if you go in with Watson, you're essentially game stacking, and I like that idea a lot. Um, I, I Paris Campbell has been playing pretty well. I, I'll be honest, man. Like I've got a really bad sense for these sit starts. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll just pull up. I'm 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 actually gonna go completely neutral on this. I'm gonna go and 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 I'll have it guide me. I think uh, in a vacuum, you would give the edge to Watson. I think so too. The question is: Is Watson kind of like a boom bust kind of guy who has a <laughs> much higher likelihood than Campbell to get you zero. Cause if you, if you, uh, Oh man, well projected to win by two points, our, still pretty close. Our, I want to score as many. As yeah. Can, so I would lean Watson. Uh, our, our Gillespie's got like Paris Campbell at like, um, pretty much double Watson's, uh, average projection. <laughs> there you go. So I think I would just keep it as is. Um, but I don't mind. I don't mind you. Da- I, don't, I don't mind you making a stand. And um, just game stacking with Hertz, though. Hertz plus Jones and running it back, Christian Watson would be a fine little micro game stack. And you can see how that, like, that story plays out is um, Hertz gets up and the Eagles get up big, and Jones plus Christian Watson get all that usage on the way back. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you could also see it, you know, <laughs> the Eagles get up big, and then Green Bay ends with like three points. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely can see how that worked. Like, yeah. Um the the one interesting, I guess the one note that that I that I want to go back to a little bit is uh Bo- like Traylon Burks is looking a lot more mm. um efficient with his with with his targets. He's getting a bigger share. Uh I don't know what's gotten into the Titans of late. They just sort of went out there and let Ryan Tannehill cook which is absolutely insane when you consider the fact that like the way you attack the Bengals is on the ground <laughs> and they have Derrick Henry. And anyway, uh, I mean, Henry wasn't, uh, wasn't his best on the, in the running game today. Only 38. No, amazing in the receiving game though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Six targets for Burks, 70 yards. Obviously, a pretty decent line um, from a guy who hasn't shown us a whole lot this year. Although this is now two two pretty solid games in a row, so it's looking it's looking optimistic. Um, 
they're at Philadelphia next um, week. So um, that could be uh, a tough one. Blair, to add to our pain, Josh Jacobs just over game with, between the Raiders and uh, the Seahawks on an, on an 86-yard touchdown run. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Oh, pain, bros. This is... <laughs> This is like, um, honestly, I, 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 I'm gonna need some money, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just looking at all my DFS. Oh wow, I don't know how, but I'm in the bottom stoop, second percentile. I think I might just have to self-exclude rest of the season, guys. Like, it's just not gonna happen. You know, um, a lot of the sports books opened up in Maryland this week. Yeah, Thanksgiving. And I think one of my one of the bets I placed today was Jacobs under under three and a half receptions or something. I can't remember. Oh, you were dead before like the boat like before the yeah. boat even left the harbor. At least dude. I didn't go too crazy on the Josh Jacobs unders, but he's killing it's like it's like it's like fantasy. how does he keep getting away with this? And like it's just he keeps getting away with it. Yeah, that's right. Uh Josh Joshua says Josh Jacobs junk dunked on us all. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like the biggest, but this is like Leonard Fournette last year, right? Like, I can't run it back with him in the third round next year. I can't. That, yeah, and that's what I was saying. I don't even necessarily think it was bad process to fade Jacobs this season when so many of the signals were going against him in leading up to the season. And I mean, you know, now we have a lot more information, and we know how Las Vegas wants to use him. We know he's, you know. I mean, you know, he was a first-round pick. He's actually... We know they didn't care enough to give him that extension. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you... So that's another good question. What's going to happen in the offseason with Jacobs and the Raiders? Uh, I think they're going to give him an extension, man. There's no way you can't... There's no way you cannot, yeah. especially after he's played this well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Raiders are... I don't know what they're even doing anymore. Uh, I think there are rumors that they want move on are so i think they'd be better off putting their resources there then again they've been so bad with their first round picks they, they, they turned khalil mack and amari cooper into josh jacobs and a bunch of guys who aren't even on the squad anymore yeah um and josh jacobs was the difference today so that's a win yeah joe king's in the chat he says all the bros were wrong and jacobs he was going round sixth in the ffpc yeah, he was going round eighth by like the Hall of Fame game, and we were still just like, "This ain't gonna happen. Not gonna be us. We're not gonna be suckers for this." And uh, we just, I mean, we got so thoroughly owned. Like, like it's like it, it, we got owned to to a degree where like you start questioning everything. It's like last year when like Leonard Fournette was going off, and you know you're sitting there asking yourself all these questions, and now like Rashad White is going like nuts. Like, 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 I think the big question is, like, how much do you trust this? And I think with Jacobs, like, it's going to be really tough to, to, to run it back with him. But, man, I can actually see going some kind of wide receiver tight end Josh Jacobs build to, like, open up. Yeah, uh, Joe, it's the archetype thing, man. I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, did well. We did well, I think, fading Leonard Fournette. So, I think we might have gotten lucky on that this year. Lock or skill, I don't know, right? Because I think that might have been slightly process oriented. But man, with Josh Jacobs, like the weird thing is, is that like we knew he had this ceiling in his file. And yeah. it only took them four years and not to pick up his 
frigging contract. The the not picking up his fifth year option thing feels like such a strong signal because when when teams do that, you know the players dust. <laughs> like we see so many players move on to their second team after that, right? Get no usage, um, and just get no- and then like doesn't get that contract picked up, kicks it on the league and he's done and he's out. Like this is like a true like they rugged us, man. Like we were rugged. Like absolutely rugged. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I think the one difference, and you kind of alluded to it with Jacobs versus Fournette, is that before Fournette's big season, he had been like one of the least efficient players in the league. And yeah. even when he was having his big season, he wasn't really that that efficient. So it's like, okay, this guy is probably, you know, like he could be one of the least talented running backs on the field, on any field. But with Jacobs, um, we've actually seen him play pretty well in the past. So there was some uh, some evidence that he did have this kind of kind of ceiling. So I guess when it comes to next season, um, if he is going in the third round or maybe even earlier, I mean, he's playing even better than Fournette did last year probably. Um, yeah. You know, are you just completely out? No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't, right? Like, But I think the way I'm going to approach Josh Jacobs' builds is very specifically – Tight end, wide receiver, Josh Jacobs is like the pick. Mm. And then wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, probably tight end again. And then you're going to expect, and this is going to sound just crazy, but Josh Jacobs is your like anchor RB. Yeah. And, and, and then Jesus take the wheel, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that could definitely work. I can't see like, how drafting Jacobs next year at all on any team. But but again, but again, we like we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna have to look at like some some guy who we're gonna get at that discount, right? That's sixth that goes in the sixth and then slides down, and then we're gonna have to decide is this the guy I want anchoring my my zero RB build? Yeah, someone who you mean like someone who uh used to be in the third round. Yeah, and then just like slides, and there's a lot of them, right? Like all the all the injury guys, like Dobbins could be one of those dudes, mm. but like I don't even know how you trust it with Dobbins because of because of um, how hurt he's been. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Joe Mixon slappies are never gonna let him get down there, but he should be. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Like, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott was already almost there this year and he's probably going to be even later man i think i think oh god deandre swift doesn't fall that zeke like the six no no there's no chances of swift yeah but like with zeke with zeke if 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 we get like a like oh god it's it's gonna be zeke man and then we're gonna recreate ourselves uh yeah it's hard to see with zeke because he's like it's so he's got his like so he's got his he's gotten progressively uh less explosive than he was early in his career. Um and he doesn't get this kind of level of targets, but like I guess if anything happened to Tony Pollard. Yeah, so I mean that's a good question. If Zeke is going in the eighth or ninth round next year, like God. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, you have to get some exposure, maybe. At least I'm in. I'm in. I'm not gonna like it, and I'm not gonna be proud about it, and I'm never gonna talk about Zeke exposure like i need to but i'm in <laughs> um or maybe i don't know i'm just trying to look up who was hanging. that far 
Sorry? Dalvin Cook. He probably wouldn't fall that far. No chance. No way. He's had he had, had too many good games this year. Kamara too. He's like he has a very lucky games this year. Although I mean Kamara's another one we can talk about because he's really not playing well. Oh, next year is going to be tough for him because he's actually going to be serving a six game suspension. Right. Right. All right. So and there's a he probably does fall into that range. Um, yeah, but then you have to also keep in mind you're losing six games and there's real possibility that the Saints ship him off. And that's true. Which could be good the way he's playing with the Saints this year. Saints this year keep rotting out the corpse of Andy Dalton who did nothing. I mean, um, I didn't. I didn't even want to talk about this game. I guess we we do need to talk about this game. Um, because of some news on the on the on the Niners side, but mm-hmm. um, on the Saints' side, Alvin Kamara seven carries, thirteen yards, no touchdowns, and then got six of his seven targets for thirty-seven scoreless yards. Uh, I mean, this was just a game where I mean, you ran into the Niners like <laughs> they're one of the best defenses in in the NFL right now. Um, you're, I mean, they. For lack of a better word, the Saints brought like a butter knife to like trench warfare. I don't know, man. Like, like they got just completely destroyed. That's like, all they had. There was no knife. hope. They don't have anything better. It was like it was like watching Black Adder, like the fourth, <laughs> and and uh, they're they're like, um, oh, we we uh, like they just like losing uh, like copious amounts of men and. They, win this little patch of land and they're like oh uh we won this this land is symbolic of our victories and the commander's like oh i wish to go see it and yeah they're like this is it this is what we won um yeah it's just like it's like very if you watch this game you like i feel bad for the niners like the saints fans have to sit through this and then i feel bad for the niners fans because uh cmc's usage was all over the place he apparently um hurt something today and so they so they Curved back a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, had a very un CMC like uh, line. Eleven carries, thirty-two yards, no scores, and then only six targets, four catches, seventeen yards. He was not moving the same. So one, Elijah Mitchell also got hurt. So so Blair like so is TDP back in play? Like, would you pick him up? And then how bad is this for like CMC's outlook rest of the season? I guess you have to pick up Davis Price. I just dropped him like last week to pick up someone else but i don't know i guess i guess you have to um i'm less concerned about mccaffrey's usage i think you know this was kind of a kind of a weird game where they didn't necessarily need mccaffrey as much with the saints not even able to do anything um you know obviously if there's some injury news on him i want to monitor that but um i'm not I'm not panicking yet on McCaffrey. So, uh, like, obviously you have to start him if you have him. And, uh, yeah. Same goes with Jeff Wilson. I believe he also hurt himself at the end, towards the end of that. Yeah. We should talk with this. All is well with him, too. Talk Miami. Did he, did he get hurt? I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I know, uh, Tyreek Hill left the game. Sorry. Just, yeah. I mean, everybody left the game. Like, like the Texans are a disgrace, dude. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's true. It sounded like Hill left the game because of some cramping or something. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah. In any case, yeah, the Texans obviously are disgraced, but I mean, the Dolphins are are legit, actually good, right? Oh yeah, they're definitely good. Um, 
it's going to be really fun to watch them go, I think. Um, by the way, there's a bunch of teams on, on, on by next week. And um, the only ones that are really of any consequence, at least this late in the season, are probably the Bears with Justin Fields. Um, and then you got the Colts with uh, JT. I, I guess I guess Watson's a question mark, right? Because he's been coming on pretty hard, but uh, that that brings us to like a question, right? Like, so what are your thoughts on the game tonight, Packers at Eagles? Like, what are you hoping to see? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see, um, yeah, like some of our viewers, I could use a big game from Christian Watson if if the Packers can manage it. Um, what am I hoping to see? I mean, I think this. This game, like we already kind of know that Aaron Rodgers is dust. So, yeah, there's a report that he's playing with like an injury within his thumb. Right. That's right. Um, Do you think? uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Joe, uh, Joe's like not asking too much. It's a 50 yard AJBT in the first drive. Hey, I, I need it, man. Like I will take any and every get. Um. We 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 talked a little bit about the Eagles and their power outage last week, and like this feels like a good get right spot for them, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's you know you hope that the Packers can can put up some give get some quick scores to Watson and keep the game interesting so that AJ Brown can get that usage because um, it would be nice to see him get get a, have a big game after a couple duds. Yeah, I mean, I mean they've been. The Eagles really haven't been scoring the way they need to. They haven't had to either. They haven't really been pushed as much. Yeah. Um, but I would like for them to hopefully put it together, right? Like to happen. Uh, a lot out of AJB. Mm-hmm. That's right. FFPC playoff hopes on the line. That's uh, that. Yeah. Good luck to everybody who is sweating that. Um, oh man, that's right. Yeah, and just one time for AJB, man, because I need him in a bunch of other leagues. Uh, a lot of best ball teams' hopes live and die with him. I would like to shout my third and fourth place best ball teams um, the last few weeks. Uh, the last two weeks, they've all uh, done a really bad job and they've gone from third and fourth to like seventh and eighth. <laughs> so good stuff, good stuff by me. Oh man, I stopped checking uh, those rosters teams in like week six. Once I knew that. Oh, I was just, I was just scanning. I was just scanning. I was like, oh, this one might have life. This one might not. I, I had a team that, that was in like, and I was like, oh, I wonder how far back I am from second. And I was like, two hundred fifty points back from second. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this was like, like this was like whoever the first two teams were in this one. This was like an invitational for them. Like, it yeah. wasn't even a league. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic that we see some kind of return to form for the Eagles here tonight. Um, if nothing else, I'm hoping for a big game out of Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Need them both in different leagues. Uh, hopefully, AJ Dillon comes on, if only for the sake of like best ball teams. But that's about it. Um, uh, Christian Watson, I I have him on a lot of best ball teams. I was really hoping that this all he does is score touchdowns and can continue for a little bit. Um, and the only other game that we have wrapping this uh, this week out is Steelers at Colts. Um, for that, I'm really hoping to see Pickens really continue what he's been doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It would be great to see him get uh, a lot more targets than he's than he's been getting the last few games. We still haven't seen him hit like that, you know, that kind of target level that you want your elite guys to get to. So um, it would be nice to 
to see them really kind of use him as a central piece of the offense, obviously with Deontay Johnson there. Maybe that's not going to happen. They also really like throwing to Fryermuth, which I'm definitely okay with. I own him on a lot of teams. So to see him continue uh, doing what he's been doing would be would be good. And next step from Kenny Pickett, I think, is what, you know, for him to take a step forward is what really needs to happen for, for both of these guys. So hopefully we see that. Tomorrow. Yeah, I think the Steelers did a really bad job. They did really shortchange Pickett by not letting him play with the starters at all until like week six or whatever, right? Yeah. So hopefully he arrives like around now. There's not going to do much for people if you drafted him heavily on the in the uh, Steelers offense. Otherwise, <laughs> um, on the Colts side, I'm just hoping. I mean, even Mike Tomlin was joking about it that like the Colts have an affinity to establishing the run. I wonder if like Paris Campbell can keep it going. Uh, I doubt it. Um, I am kind of expecting actually a big Michael Pittman game tomorrow. I don't know why. I just feel like it's coming. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't actually own a lot of the Colts offense outside of um, Jonathan Taylor. But um, yeah, and he really, really did like he really did his dirty man. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, never say never. That's right. Uh, I'm died at 144. He has Jonathan Taylor. Should I start Pittman or Aaron Jones? Uh, I don't know anything about your scoring format. I'm assuming it's PPR. Uh, I might. Uh, I might actually just roll with Aaron Jones. Wouldn't you think? I think that you that would be the default. The only reason to go for Pittman would be you know, kind of on the theory that that the Colts are putting up a lot of points and you need Pittman to. Yeah. I mean, and then, and and the Eagles have been more susceptible to the run. They've been way more susceptible to the run. That's true. Um, Yeah. It's PPR. I think I just go with Jones. Jones, I think. Yeah. I mean, in a vacuum, he would have the edge in terms of projection and we know for sure ceiling and median outcome. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that you'd start Jones, brother. Sorry. <laughs> this is Aaron Jones, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Um, what other Jones would there be? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, the Eagles have been giving up a lot more yards in the ground anyway to run. They just, their stout run defense has fallen apart entirely. So I think that you just pray Jones can hit the big ones, um, the, the, the big, the big runs, because that's, that's what you're going to need. I, I don't think Pittman really gets it. Gets it done as much. Yeah, the other thing is the most likely outcome if Taylor scores a lot of points is that Pittman has a really bad game. So Yeah. So if yeah if you do need to keep up with a big Taylor game, then you probably need it to be Jones. Yeah. More likely to get it from Jones. All right. Anything else we need to discuss before we sign? No, 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 the Thanksgiving slates are always weird. I hope everybody did have a happy and safe Thanksgiving, though. Um, we're gonna definitely bring a guest on hopefully soon and Hopefully you all have a good luck with your playoff pushes. Absolutely. And uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I don't think you get any notifications or anything like that, but it helps us with the algorithm. And uh, rating and reviewing our podcast channel does the same. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time.
headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.